Yeah! First of all, Al, you are excited about Astley because they are on fire. Today, today. they're solid. Already, I just told Taylor a minute ago, yeah. that, you know, because I, I was in here by myself, I was mm-hmm. kind of chuckling, and I was like, you know what, they're doing a good job. It's not either, the show hadn't even started, and I already have to curate my list for Astley, so you should be excited Did about that. Did you wear a suit this morning because of Berg? Because Berg's here? <laughs> yeah, my, my, I have my classy Dodger yep. hat, my <laughs> new Dodger hat along the way, for sure. That's you, by the good. way, went completely against what we talked about yesterday. No. You said you rode the hat that took you to a World Series last season yes. that you've had for 13 years or something. Along those lines, that you need to take a shower every time you're done wearing it because the thing smells. It's gross. And then I see you today. You went. I went, you went back one. to the new one. I went new one. Look, I'm I'm hoping to break this one in. I'm hoping to give the, this is much like Dave Roberts has a little. Might runway, as well walk Gabe on the Kapler. chalk uh, <laughs> no, on your never, way off the mound. Never, never, never you just basically that. did that. No, no, I'm fine. I, this is strategic. I know what I'm doing. I, I, before we get too far away from this, uh, marinara on your calamari is fine. It's good. I like it. A little squeeze of lemon on the top. But if we're gonna really, it? if we're, what, what is what? Did I miss something? In the did you not hear the open? Well, I heard him say Ashley. I heard the <laughs> double punt that I wanted to get to. <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. No, he was. We he mentioned that we're going to talk about the Squid Game at some point today, oh, the got Netflix it, got it. phenomenon, yeah. and he said that I was just thinking of calamari, which well, who isn't? <laughs> you know, I mean, calamari is pretty good along the way. But my bad, Chris. That's pretty good. <laughs> it's great. It's great. But it's not just the marinara. That if we're going to that, the, the sometimes I have like that creamy, like aioli, mm-hmm. little mayoe with a little lemon. Yeah. A you got to pick between cayenne. the two. You have to pick one or the other. Uh, I think. I'm going with the creamy one. I'm going marinara. I think that yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm fine with yeah. it. If that's what it comes with, I'm going to eat it. But uh, if I could get both, now we're on to something very, very exciting. Double punts? Oh, that's, this... a, that's a thing in the NFL now? We're just going to kick it twice? No, th- this is why I think McVeigh is not as prepared as he should be. He was not prepared <laughs> for the double punt. I mean, I, I don't know... I don't know how you can kind of walk into a nationally televised game uh-huh. Thursday night and not be pre- prepared for the genius, <laughs> the genius of Pete Carroll coming in with a double punt. Yeah, it was. Uh, that was put really it this way. Uh, really weird. I know all of it. Look, if if you're in this business and if you're listening to us right now, you care about sports. You listen to sports. You watch sports. It's something that you're passionate about. There are very few times when you see something happen in a football game where the fans have no idea what's happened. No idea what happened. The players have no idea what has happened. Broadcasters the incredibly broadcasters confused. have no idea what's happened. The coaches have no idea what happened. And yep. here's the kicker of all. The referees had no, no idea. idea what had happened. I, and, and, and we had never seen it before. It was extraordinary. It was legal, apparently, and... I had no idea that Puck. I thought he was past the line of scrimmage. I, I th- they so, kept pointing out that he was past the line of scrimmage. And- Kirk said something last night on the the post game show. We were talking about it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like when a, a quarterback goes to throw past the line of scrimmage. As long as his toenail is still back Behind. there, it's the same. And I think Got that it. was the situation we had last night. But I had no idea that punters were that athletic. You see that guy scoop that ball up with one hand on the dead run and then kick it 60 yards? That was extraordinary. Why is that guy not like a free safety or something? That was an amazing play. Because that's probably the only thing he can do, and you shouldn't be asking him to do anything else. Nothing else after that. He looked like Corey Seager picking up a ball up the middle. Just nice and smooth. He just moves over there, picks it up, and kicks it down the field. It was extraordinary. Uh, Rams win 26-17. Yeah. I want to give you some retroactive credit. Okay, you and I were talking this week about the, coming into this game, mm-hmm. the difference between four and one and three and two. And you're like, look, four and one, everything's great. You're off to a great start. You're feeling really good about it. But three and two, eh, I don't know. It's kind of disappointing, especially after you started uh, three, three and zero. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. And I was thinking, no, look, three and two, five games. It's a long season. You, you know what you look like at the beginning is not what it looks like. Then blah blah blah. Had they lost to that Seattle team, I would have gone to your side. Seattle stinks. 
That's not a good team. Yeah. There was nothing about that last night that made you think, oh, you know what? The Seattle Seahawks are going to be a problem this season. They're not bums. They're not going to. They're not going to lose fourteen they're five, games. They're probably a five hundred team. team. Yeah. And and by Seattle Seahawks standards, they stink. It's a disappointing, incredibly disappointing year. But by the way, just to play off of that real quick, yesterday was not. You know, it wasn't a pretty game. Taylor two halves for the Rams. Seahawks. You felt like by halftime should have been up at least a touchdown, maybe More. ten points, yeah. maybe two touchdowns. So Seattle obviously opened the door for uh, for the Rams, but kind of a you know, it was an ugly. I don't know if ugly is the right word because the second half they played really well, but that's okay. You know what I mean? A twenty six seventeen grinded out on the road against Seattle. You basically dominated dominate the game in the second half. Um, Geno Smith came in and actually looked pretty good for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson, the whole bent finger right in the middle of the game, like, hey, can you just rebend my finger and I could go back on third down? It's like, no. And you got Seattle, you got the Seahawks crowd booing because they're running. Uh, they, 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 uh, they use a run play right yeah. after that. I'm like, the yeah. dude's finger. It's barely hanging on. By the, the only thing keeping it together was the skin. Yeah. Everything underneath the skin had given way. It was don't, awful. Don't boo freaking Russell Wilson <laughs> and Pete Carroll when his finger's not working. But I, I, I say all that because they don't have to be pretty. No, they don't. Have they, to don't. Be pretty. They, they don't have to be perfect football. I mean, Matt Stafford from one half to the other looked like two different quarterbacks it doesn't have for to be for instance did the quarterback in the first half remind you of anybody it was was for I, I don't know let me just let me make up a scenario out of thin air let's say you're in the red zone let's say you're driving to score your first points of the game yep. and let's say it's not fourth down at the end of the game mm-hmm. and you have a down to throw it away throw it in the back of the end zone I I throw it into the fifth about. row and instead of doing that you just decide you know i'm just going to kind yep. of chuck it over there and there's an interception that reminds you of anybody Vinny testaverde <laughs> Was that what you were thinking? I could tell. Uh, no, it's not who I was thinking of, but that's that's not bad. Vinny Testaverde is an all right quarterback. Garoppolo. Uh, well, warmer. We're, 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 we're circling the bullseye at this point. No, you're right. It was an unbelievable tale of two halves. Mm-hmm. That Matt Stafford in the first half was bad, full stop. Mm-hmm. He was bad. That, that interception was really reminiscent of previous Rams seasons. The Matt Stafford in the second half? was an all pro ball was freaking moving. <laughs> it, it, I don't I, I get it he had that he had a finger injury too but yeah. it almost seemed like he got better after the finger injury that he all of a sudden found his groove and I think this is why I'm really bullish on this Rams offense because because of that because it's not working and then all of a sudden it did that they were able to find it that Matt Stafford was able to find it he threw a, the, the touchdown pass he threw to Tyler Higby was a beauty mm-hmm. the, there was a couple of other throws that were just on the money in tight windows that's all good news. The question that I have, Al, is, is that defense good enough to win a championship? And right now, it sure doesn't feel like mm-hmm. it. They, they, Geno Smith, put it to you this way, they won the game by, what, nine points, 26 to 17. When they got the ball back with about two minutes to go, with Geno Smith taking snaps, did you think the game was over? I didn't. I, I sure that, didn't. To be honest with you, I thought they were going to march down. You know, they're, they're going to do some work. Okay, even if they got to go for it on fourth down and they're at the 25 30 yard line something along those lines and that's how the game ends yeah that's probably more likely than Geno Smith throwing for another touchdown even though Geno Smith in the what do you have three wrong. drives the first two drives a touchdown a field goal yeah he went right down the field on him and then uh you know that final drive it was more just a, a mishap one of his guys going down and and he kind of threw it where he thought he was going to be and and then that's the ball game yeah that defense was was suspect and let's go back to let's go back to Seattle here for a second the Seahawks, like you mentioned, um, 
doesn't look like that good of a team. Looks like a team that's going to be 500, and, and we'll see how long you know Russell Wilson's out for, all that. The I thought the Rams going into Seattle, which is one of the more tougher environments to play in, I actually walk away saying, okay, you now have a Rams team that's still going to go toe-to-toe with the Cardinals. Cardinals got to go take care of San Francisco, so now you're still just a game back. It was important from all that standard, but from an actual on-the-field perspective, yeah, there's holes. It's not a perfect team by any stretch of the imagination. It's not, and what's not perfect about it in particular, the, the defense, the Rams had the number one defense in football last year. Number one. Okay, not a good defense. They had statistically the best defense in football. Did you see when that, those stats came up on TV? They and were every one 27 of 25, and 29. 29. Yeah. I'm like, the hell? So here's the question that I've got for you, that – if Russell Wilson is one of those guys, I get it. Russell Wilson's going to make you nervous. You've seen him do it. He's won the Super Bowl, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Geno Smith? Why was I feeling like that with Geno Smith back there? Yeah. What am I going to feel like when it's Tom Brady again? What are we going to feel it, like it it Aaron Rodgers, Kyler Murray? Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Okay, that this is a defense that really has me concerned because Aaron Donald's playing at a high level. They're, they're doubling and tripling him yeah. seemingly on every play, and he's still getting stuff done. Jalen Ramsey's the best at his position. But what's going on with the rest of that deal? They're giving up tons of yards. They didn't give up a ton of points again, which I guess is all that matters if you want to make that. But this does not feel like a defense that you know is going to get a stop when they have to get a stop. I don't know if I'm crazy about this, but this might be the reality for this Rams team. Your offense is probably going to have to win you games more than your defense can, at least at this point. Again, we'll go back to this. Five weeks into the season, mm-hmm. you're 4-1. and one. You take it in a heartbeat. Your, your one loss is against an Arizona team that I, I think it's fair to say we asked this to Marco yesterday when he came on. Is that an outlier? And he said, well, let's find out against Seattle. And I, I think you, you know, obviously in that second half, the way uh, the Rams dominated Robert, Robert Woods was amazing. It, he was great. It, it felt like the attention that Cooper Cup is now getting – there's going to be it's going to open up for other opportunities. It was Woods yesterday, but you might have you might have to have that offense carry you than rather have that defense. Even though I wish it was switched the other way around. Travis Slees brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. If you would like to participate in the show today, you can do it on the Dr Pepper call in line. ESPN Nation is presented by Dr Pepper. College football's back, so are the fans. Return to glory with Fansville by Dr Pepper, the one fans deserve. All right. 107 versus 107. This, this was inevitable, right? This is I I think we both agree would have rather seen it a little bit later in the postseason yeah, than yeah. a little earlier. I think we're on the same page there. But really for the last three months, you could see this train coming down the tracks. These two teams were going to play each other in the postseason in October. Somebody's going to have some bragging rights. Somebody's going to feel like, you know what, that we're here is not a big surprise. It's pretty exciting. Well, and, and I think – it's okay to reflect on this for a quick second because you and I have had the opportunity now for X amount of months to do the show together in the morning. How many times have we come here in the morning and say, okay, hey, Dodgers won this game, but Giants won again. And it was just this back and forth all season long between these two franchises. And now you get a chance to see them Friday. Look at all the matchups in baseball. All the matchups. This is so by far the most exciting series that we're going to get. Two best teams. By far the two best teams. Um, Classic rivalry. And you got these two squaring off against each other. And Trev, you know, we're going to get into okay. Walker Bueller's going tonight. How did Bueller do in his last time? Says all that stuff. But just as kind of looking at it from a uh, a thirty thousand view, a thirty thousand view, as you usually say, it's a pretty special series that we're going to get here. Dodgers and the Giants. Even if you put the rivalry aside, both squads won one hundred and seven to get here. 
Both teams 10-9 and nine during the regular season. Yesterday you were going through run scored. You were kind of going through those notes of how close it was. The Giants, who nobody thought would be sitting in this position, have to feel in their own mind that, no, 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 not only do we deserve to be here, Bring on the Dodgers. Let's go. You know, and I think the Dodgers are going to feel the same. Just, way. just to give you those numbers again: ten nine, Giants one ten, Dodgers yeah. one nine. Runs scored, the Dodgers scored eighty runs, the Giants scored seventy eight. Total bases, the Giants had two hundred and forty nine total bases, the Dodgers had two hundred and forty seven. Okay, it, it it is it's a draw by by all statistical measurements. This is a draw. You have two teams that hit a bunch of home runs. You have two teams that pitch really well. You have two teams that are very familiar with each other. Maybe one of the advantages going into this thing is that the Dodgers are a little more experienced than they are. But you look at the Giants, Buster Posey and Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford, they're not going to be scared. Chris Bryant's not going to be scared. Evan Longoria's not going to be scared. This guy, I mean, there, there really isn't. Dave Roberts is more experienced in these moments than Gabe Kapler. But look. Get ready. Write it down. Ten oh nine on October eighth. I'm about to say something nice about the Giants. No one did a better job with their team than Gabe Kapler sure, did. Nobody. I mean, that there. You want to talk about roster? Dodgers have a, a, a better roster on paper. They spend mm-hmm. a little more money, but everything else is a draw, Al. And and it just going into tonight's game, there is so much to be said for just this one because it changes almost every other decision you make after this other than maybe your starting pitcher in game two. Everything else is going to turn on what happens tonight. Yeah, it's stupid. I mean, you look at the head-to-head and you know ESPN on ESPN.com, they're breaking down each team, each squad. The numbers are all just so similar. They're all so close to each other. And, and I love this too, and I, I know this is just going to be part of um, the conversation over the next few days. If you're the Dodgers too – you got Bueller tonight. You got Julio tomorrow. You got Scherzer waiting on Monday. I mean, even even you being in this wild card game, you didn't give up anything. You know what yeah, I mean? It's it just it's not common that you can play in a wild card game that Julio could be in the bullpen. Hey, we might have to use him in the tenth inning. You never have to. You know, you eventually don't use him. That Scherzer could come back and pitch on full days rest on Monday at Dodger Stadium. That. Even though the Dodgers had to go grind it out to get in this position for a stupid, you know, just the way that the setup was, they're not at a disadvantage it's coming into tonight. It's ex- that if you were going to write it up on a piece of paper, it'd almost be exactly this. And yet they still had to go through a meat grinder or two months. Yeah. They had to go through a meat grinder on Wednesday night. It came down to the bottom of the ninth inning of a one-and-done playoff situation before you could exhale and they're set up about as well as you and could. That's you stupid. said in the first inning of that game against the Cardinals, you said, Chris Taylor, two-run jack <laughs> in the ninth. Trust me, I'm putting some money in Vegas on it. Okay, so here's the question. Which Walker Bueller are we going to get in San Francisco tonight? And I think that uh, everybody's going to like the answer. We'll get into it next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. Feeling like you need a marketing degree and an extra day in your week to successfully market your small business? Let Constant Contact do the heavy lifting for you. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has powerful tools that make it easy to grow your audience, engage your customers, and sell more to boost your business. Now, in just a few clicks, you can launch a marketing campaign that's tailored to your business and goals. That includes email, social, SMS, and more. So you can sell more, raise more, and fast-track your business growth. Plus, you can always count on Constant Contact's award-winning customer support for guidance along the way. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Constant Contact. 
helping the small stand tall. You do know that you can get the packets of spread at in and out Let me just say this. I fired a bookie. <laughs> fired my bookie yesterday. <laughs> oh, yeah, you didn't. Yeah, I had, three, I had three bookies one on game. the payroll. Bird. What did you have? So these NFL pickums have become very serious, and I had had the Rams, uh, had Seahawks. Two. By, oh, yeah, with, on, with the on. points. Can you hear that from where you're sitting right there? Let me cross yeah. that off real quick. No, no yep. points. Let me circle my Rams win. Yep. Let me circle the Rams win for the listeners. So mm-hmm. uh, one game in the book, and you are behind. Four-game winning one. streak is over. <laughs> uh, start off this week with an L, and let's just say that's one less bookie on the payroll. Okay, let's but, let's go to this. And, Greg, I want you to weigh in on this, too. Um, can I weigh in on the, the spread thing that yeah. Morales was talking about? Yeah, what do you got? What did, you, you don't know the spread? You don't know to dip your fries in spread? No, that in and out. What was what, so, what was that? Very early on, I remember we, were we doing did the, the double show. double. You said, "What's in your?" What's I, in I your... said to him, "And mm-hmm. hold on, let's do a little experiment here." Yeah. Greg, you're in the line. The guy comes up and has a little iPad, and he says, "Hi, welcome to In and Out. What can I get you? What's the answer?" I get a double double animal style with animal style fries. See, okay, yeah. that's that's exactly yeah. right. Let me let me recreate. <laughs> yeah. Let me re <laughs> ask me this question, and in this scenario, I'm going to be out. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Uh, Can I just jump in for a quick second? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, this is fun, but yeah, I was I was asked as if I were like I went to yard house, and there's no, that's different. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is that a yard house. You know how there's about 98 sure. items on the menu, uh-huh. right? I was looking at the menu like that, oh, well, but that's like, not I, didn't have, I didn't have a knee jerk reaction. We we don't even need to do this because he just did it again. There aren't nine <laughs> items well, in and out. There are four. But that's the point. <laughs> you're not getting that's like chicken fingers. No, the point is, that's the point you're, I'm you're, giving you're, is I, I talked about it as if there were 98 <laughs> items on the menu yeah. and there wasn't. But he said, I'll get a double cheeseburger. Oh, no. <laughs> then he said, I don't know, we'll put no, some. I think I did say a double. No, no, you got to it eventually, but you started with a double cheeseburger, uh, you know, a double-double, and then maybe well, put some ketchup on it. On it. it was it was oh, a disaster. No. Slee. And he outed himself very early. I mean, look, look there's a lot it, of it things. Wasn't, I, I didn't I didn't make it happen on the in and out order. <laughs> See, I think that one is, is fair to say. That Alan, there's a say. lot of things that really impress me about you. Uh-huh. You're very funny. You're very witty. You're very good at it. But this is very disappointing for me. Yes. I've actually lost a little bit of respect that's, that's because and of I, this. I get it. I understand it. Uh, just because Travis looks at in and out as if it's the Bible. Not not okay? Travis, everybody. <laughs> can I take the rest of the day off? Will you continue just to do this to him the rest of the day? Because it's not, I, it wasn't just, I actually was, let you it was slide amateur in the hour. moment. It was amateur I hour. let you slide in the moment because I gave you that look like, well, that doesn't sound right. But I'm like, you know, we're just getting started. I'm going to let Al live. And then Twitter took care of him. And then Chris took care of him. It's like, this is how When's this the is going to go. I'm going to tell you right now, last time I went to in and out Easily over four or five months ago. All right, that's blasphemous in wow. itself. How often wow. do you go? I go at least once a month. Yeah, I think Easy. that's that's about my rate. I'm yeah. good for that's one not a month. That far off. No, it's no four, four times. F- it's four fewer times. Well, how do I want to say this? We're going four times more often. If I have to make you. a decision, or five. Yeah. If I have to make a decision between Mexican food or uh, In and Out, see, here we go. This is this, I'm, like, okay, let's I'm th- gonna I'm gonna pick Mexican. Let's food. talk about the Dodgers because this is going very poorly for you. Wait, 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 wait. If you have to pick between Mexican food and In and Out, you're doing In and Out, no question about it. Not every time, but we're, they're they're different decisions. Mexican food. Is Yesterday, one I was lane. in a position yeah. to either pick. In Anything I wanted to eat, uh-huh. In-N-Out is its own thing. But if I have to pick between the two, I'll pick Mexican food over In-N-Out every time. 
No, that's the wrong answer. Well, I every love time, Mexican food. Not not no, every time, but okay. I'm saying yeah. if I have to if I have to pick between the two, I'll pick Mexican food over In and Out. No, that's wrong. That's yeah, wrong. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have <laughs> to disagree. That's as wrong. Well. That's yeah. I, I think I, I'm going Mexican food. I, I don't even. <laughs> Mexican think, food is delicious. I, I don't think it's I, that. I don't think is. it's a tough decision. It's, well, that's why you're so loudly wrong. So I'm, try, I'm trying to help you. I keep trying to bring up the Dodgers so we can get the difference off of is this. you this want is, a burger. I want a couple tacos or a burrito. Greg, I'm trying to help him. I don't need help. I keep it's trying to change the subject, but I, it's so loudly wrong. <laughs> That's the problem. It's, I bring this up on other shows, Travis, that just so you're aware. On other shows, whenever it comes to food, when it comes to food, look at Travis, Janice, listen, Janice. Mexican food, listen. Mexican food or in and out? Not, that's... Mexican food. Hey, what a shocker! Here we got it's two not to two. The conversation. No, the conversation Taylor. isn't. Do you like Mexican food more than In and Out? Right. The question is, are you familiar with what In and Out is, and do you understand the importance of the In and Out menu? And you're trying to you're trying to obfuscate with different topics. We're trying to say here about cheeseburgers, and you're trying to bring in tacos and burritos, which I'm a fan of. I've well, I've established myself as that guy, but you're. Let, let me let me help you and let's talk about Walker Bueller. There we go. This is this is what needs to happen. Unbelievable. Because this is not going well for you. I we, we can go to the see. <laughs> mind. We'll go back to that in a second. Um your level of nervousness heading into this game. Not that much. Yeah. I, I think I think Dodgers have Dodgers I, I I said this earlier. They're set up fantastic coming into this series. Most teams can't throw out their ace in a wild card. And then have two dudes waiting that would be aces on other teams. So I think for that, Walker Bueller had two straight starts where he not only looked fantastic, he needed those starts, Trav. Like yeah. It was imperative. He's coming off games where I think it was four starts in a row where he just didn't look like Walker Bueller. Some of them less than others. Correct. The game against the Padres, game against Cincinnati, not as much. But the game against San Francisco that they had up in San Francisco, and there was another one after Colorado. that. Uh, Colorado. Colorado late. Smoked. These last two, he's looked more like Walker Bueller. A lot like Walker Bueller. And because he has, I think that kind of plays into the, um, as you as you got into the postseason, the question was, do you rest Walker Bueller? You know what, maybe this is coming from there's fatigue, and I think that was the same conversation for Julio. Mm-hmm. Dave Robertson didn't do that. Dodgers didn't do that. They were playing these guys up until the end, trying to win the division. And I think, in a sense, that will play to Walker Bueller's advantage. Walker Bueller's got to feel a lot better today than he did a couple weeks ago, just about his own stuff. So when you say, are you nervous about tonight? I think the Dodgers are are set up as good as you possibly can, and, and they don't even have to use Scherzer again until Monday. I was surprised when I looked at this this morning because we've talked about it a lot. The game that he pitched against the Giants on uh, September 5th, right? That was the game that he lasted three innings. He gave up seven hits. He gave up six runs, a home run. He only struck out one. He walked a handful, or he only walked one guy, but he was, he was not anywhere near himself. Mm-hmm. And you're thinking, okay, well, maybe it's a numbers thing. Walker Bueller this season, including that clunker, is three and one against the Giants with an ERA of just a shade over two, two point one nine. He struck out thirty three guys in thirty seven innings, and that's with that terrible outing in there. Not only has he pitched well against the Giants, he's pitched exceptionally well against the Giants. I, not only am I – look, you're always nervous for the same reason we talk about the, the wild card, right? That it's the one game that could – you know anything can happen. We mm-hmm. know that. I feel really good about this. The Dodgers have now – all of the fate stuff, right? All of the Giants have meant – we're both 0-0. Zero and zero. The only thing that needs to happen is we need to be better than you over the next week. That's it. 
What was the most dangerous, by far the most dangerous situation for the Dodgers was Wednesday. Wednesday night. That was the most dangerous thing. Doesn't it feel like you kind of, and I'm not saying that you walk into this weekend's games. Of course, everything becomes so critical. If you go up one nothing against San Francisco, and now you have a chance on Saturday with Julio on the mound, do you know how much pressure is going to be on the San Francisco Giants that, oh, freaking, like, if you look at for the Dodgers, let's say they dropped game one, and I'm not playing out that scenario at all, but let's say they dropped today. You got a chance to come back tomorrow. You still got Scherzer and Julio for your next two games. San Francisco loses game one. Five alarm fire. Right? Five alarm fire. But can't for you play sure. but can't you play if you're the Dodgers that now you're no longer playing? This wasn't you, you, you played every game like you were on the edge there because you're trying to, you know, obviously win the or get out of the wild card. But you played Wednesday incredibly nervous. Mm-hmm. You played tense. Mm-hmm. Every hit matters. Oh, my gosh, Trey Turner just grounded into a double play, which we know he wouldn't do in 100 straight at-bats. <laughs> there were all these little things that happened. Can't they play with a little sigh of relief tonight? Like, Can't they play a little looser? I, I think you can play as Which I think can play to their advantage. They're going to play as loose as you can be in a playoff game. As loose as you I, can yeah, be. I, yeah, I think that they're, believe it or not, look, let me, let me put it like this. From the first pitch of spring training until the f- pitch is thrown tonight, the Dodgers are never playing with house money. Doesn't exist. They they spend more money on payroll. They have the best roster. They have the pedigree. They're the defending world champions, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There is no such thing as house money. The Giants have played with house money the entire year, right? The entire year they've been better than anybody expected. Mm-hmm. And now it's hey, look, maybe you win the division. Hey, it's a great season. 107 wins. Blah blah blah. All of that is gone tonight. The Dodgers, it stays the same. It's no different. They still got to win the World Series for it to be a good year. The Giants now have something to lose. They have something for the first time in 162 games. They have something to lose tonight. And look, to their credit, Mm -hmm. they've handled some really sticky moments during the season very, very well. They're not scared of the moment and all these things. But tonight is a little different for the Giants. It's exactly the same for the Dodgers, which I think works to their advantage. So here's the next question. Mm -hmm. What do you do with the lineup? Do you run it back all over again? Do you find a way to get Chris Taylor in there? That's what we're going to do next. It's Travis Lee. Real quick, if I say double cheeseburger, do they tell me to just keep it moving? Like get in and out, kick me out. Get of the out line? of the line. So I waited Go twenty five minutes, and they just they yeah. Keep twenty five minutes is probably your, that's your best case scenario, right? That's at like one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> yeah, that's, that line is always long. Get there at ten thirty in the morning. You should be good. Ten, you know, you if you you want to be at the they front open of that at line, eleven, right? No, they open at ten thirty. You're oh. right. But if you want to be first or second, you need to be queued up probably a little before ten. Oh, it's it's no joke. You got to be there. Like there was, there was a time. time when we were doing the evening show, we were telling listeners if you're at the drive-through and in and out right now, tell us what you're ordering. A dude picked up the phone and called us, hey. and the whole did his whole order while we were. Uh, online. It's ten thirty or very close to it. If you are in line at In and Out, hit us up right now. Just put your speaker near there. I'll take care of the order. <laughs> I want to hear you. the order on the air. I want to hear it on the air. 877-710-ESPN. It's Travis Slee, 710 ESPN. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. All right, so the roster for the NLDS is out for the Dodgers. Out. It's very, very similar to what we saw in the the wild card game. A couple of small changes that uh, Luke Rayleigh is not on the roster anymore. Zach McKinstry, a couple of guys that were on that divisional roster, or excuse me, the wild card roster are not there. Steven Souza is still there. Billy McKinney is still there and obviously you put uh Walker Bueller back on the in the on the on the roster because he's going to take his start tonight and David Price is back. He was left off on Wednesday night and he's back on. Dodgers put up 3 runs in that game on Wednesday. Obviously, two of them coming in the bottom of the ninth from Chris Taylor. Don't you just feel, you know, we were talking about pressure for tonight's game. Okay, is there more pressure on the Dodgers tonight? Is there more pressure on the Giants? I think there's no question. Game one, more pressure on the Giants, especially that game in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. But I just bring that up because I think for the Dodgers, you might have one of those games, Trav, where what kind of which one of games? You big you, offense. You basically had one run through almost nine innings, through eight inning, eight and two thirds innings on uh, on um, on Wednesday night. Doesn't it feel like? And we'll see what happens. But Dodgers have also going into that game. Didn't they have 46 runs over their last five games, something along those lines, six games? I, I almost feel like there's no pressure on these guys tonight. That If if there's a game that these this Dodgers lineup can be extremely dangerous, and I'm talking about their main guys, Will Smith and yep. Justin Turner yep. and Corey Seager, and go down the <clears throat> list. T- tonight might be one of those days for the Dodgers where you not only have your ace, you're not only set up tomorrow, you're not only set up on Monday with the right pitching – what what kind of pressures on these Dodger hitters? I, not a ton, but I, I agree with your setup and the, the premise, but you just said it yourself. This is a team that I'm going on memory here. I think they scored 45 runs Something in like six that. games. Yeah. They also had scored nine in the previous three total, mm-hmm. three runs per game. They got three in that game, and really they had one through eight and two-thirds innings. So I don't know which – this has been the Dodger offense all year. The Dodgers either get nine runs or three. That, that's kind of that's kind of how they've played all season long. I, they, it, I agree with you. They're, they're a little looser than they've probably been at any point. The Giants are probably a little tighter than they've been at any point. But this Dodger team is impossible to say, oh, tonight's the night they go big. That's the night they get three. And the night you think they might struggle a little bit is the night they get nine. I don't know. I know that they can win both ways. That's what's exciting about this team. You tell me they're going to win two to one? Sure. You tell me they're going to win nine to two? Sure. You come back to Dodger Stadium tied one apiece. How are you feeling? You split these two games. Fine. I'm okay with that. If I'm if I'm the Dodgers and you could tell me right now you can split these and come home and you get Max Scherzer's Scherzer waiting. in game three, I would probably take it. If you're the Giants, and this sounds so weird, you almost have to get both of these. Because if you don't, you're going in one and one. Look, if they lose them both, it's over, right? But if they get one, Dodgers get one, you got to go deal with Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer isn't going to pitch poorly four times in a row, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't think – I didn't think he'd pitch poorly once, twice. We're on number three, but four seems pretty unlikely. I, I, I find it so incredibly difficult to comprehend that one of these two teams start out 2-0. 
Yeah, I think uh, you're it right. It just it doesn't. Okay, it, so with that in mind, it wouldn't play the scenario. Which out. game is the are the Dodgers more likely to drop tomorrow? More likely to drop because I don't know if I could pick. I think they're equal. I don't know if there's one that benefits the Dodgers more than I'd say another. tomorrow because of Julio or just because not of because stuff. of Julio because if if they if they won tonight. Right, if they won tonight in this, like we're talking about, not that much pressure. It's kind of on the Giants' back. Giants are playing tomorrow; their season's tomorrow. That's the only reason why I would, I would, I would uh, put it that way. I also think the Dodgers go. If the Dodgers get it tonight, they go into tomorrow looking to finish it. Because if if, if that's one of those, hey, there's for the he's cut. He he's not a machine. He's a man. But here's the thing, right? The, that's the, that's the, one the, of those that's, moments. That's the one thing with the Giants we saw all season long. Every freaking time their back has been against the wall, they've come through. <laughs> it's, it's all of a sudden we're right back in Rocky Four territory. Oh, this is awesome. Okay, maybe not in line, but apparently Matt in Culver City has already uh, finished his in and out order for the day. What's up, Matt? Hey, guys. Yeah, I actually got a couple bites staring right back at me. But right <laughs> as I uh, pulled out of the, the in and out drive through I'm like, you know, let me switch on 710 really quick. And then I just hear, I think it was at first just the advertisement, and then I hear you guys talking about it. And then I'm like, you know, damn, I almost turned back around for some spread for my fries. That's a great idea. Felt a little guilty there. What'd you get? All right. So I did three by three, extra Ooh. toasted bun, and I did uh, extra whole grilled onions. Not yeah. extra in get quantity, the peppers? extra in grill. Chilies. Oh, I did not see, get the peppers. Here we go again. They're chili peppers. They're chili uh, peppers. They're chilies. When you order them in in and out, you ask for the chilies, not the peppers. You know what that was? That was Slee looking it up real fast. <laughs> to see what, like, oh, I need the peppers. No, they are They are the peppers. I, I told this guy before, I got to have those. If I'm they're ever going to have in and out, I got to oh, have no, those. They're, they're, yeah, they're a must. Yeah, but adds they're a little they're, spice they're, to they're, it. They're, they're, no, I get them on mine, too. Animal style, double, uh, double, double animal style, chopped chilies. This is... I, not chopped peppers. Come on, man. I said peppers. <laughs> Thanks for the call, Matt. Look, we, we, we found our audience, Al. They like the Dodgers, they like the Lakers, and they like In-N-Out. Basically, everybody. <laughs> this is like the, yeah, the city in, in a nutshell. That. That's, let's try one more here. Let's go to uh, Torrance and Josh. Josh, you're on with Travis Lee. What's up? Hey, guys. I'm not in line because you need mimosas to eat In-N-Out at 1030 in the morning, in my opinion. But... Uh, <laughs> I get I get a three by three, no tomato. You get lettuce. You get it mustard grilled. You add banana peppers, chilies, whatever. Uh, then you get two things of fries. Tear the top half of the bag off. Pour the spread on top of both things of fries. That's how you eat it. Yeah, that's fine. You and I'd get along just fine, Josh. We could be friends. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna look at you weird. See, here's a here's a little. Hold on. What time is it? It's ten thirty. My wife's not listening. I can say this. She's she want. You got to get that order of fries just for the drive home, and then you get home and you you know you hand out here's your fries, your fries, your fries, my fries. Trav has but, a full meal before he gets home, and then he comes home, and and everybody's like, "Wow, look at this guy! Look how much patience he has! He doesn't have nope. to eat right away." <laughs> Not exactly, because what I do is the second I'm done, I'm like a, a vulture. I'm just circling the table. You, you gonna finish that? You, there's there's that little nugget of cheese on the paper. You that's the best part. He You're pulls that, in. Right? You pull into a CVS pharmacy on the way home to throw all the trash away. You want all the evidence <laughs> out there. No joke, Sliwa. Oh. No joke. I do that every time I get home. I have a par- I have a big garage <laughs> or a big um, trash bin right next to my car. 
I ever anything I eat immediately goes I'm into the trash. I'm surprised you went home <laughs> to do I it. No. I thought you would wait, get it's, the evidence out of the okay, you know is, no, couple no, you driveways away. You, you put made, it away. You made me feel better because I pull in, I walk to the side of the house where the trash cans yeah, are. Yeah. Put the not only I put it deep into the trash can. Like I'm like basically like a junkie, <laughs> yeah. right? But You're only like instead picking of, up other trash, <laughs> yeah, putting it, it underneath. Instead of me throwing away my needles, I'm throwing away in and out bags. That's uh, it's it's his wife. Comes out. Dumb. What are you doing? Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. No, I'm not doing anything. What are you doing? Who is she? It's 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 in and out. It's in and out. I don't know what you want from me. This may be my favorite Ask Slee ever. Okay. This comes from Laz. <laughs> Laz writes hashtag Ask Slee. Given the resurgence of interest in the work of the early Flemish masters, particularly Jean Van Eck and Hugo Vandego. How will that affect the value of the abstract expressionism work that's flooded the marketplace of late? Hashtag Ask Slee. <laughs> What's your take on Flemish masters? Well, first of all, John Van Eck's work, we all know, is overrated. And I'm not one to kind of you know, sit here and, and talk about different type of abstract art, but his work is not only overrated, it, it downright disrespectful in some forms of art. And I'm not going to sit here today on a Friday. Trav, I got nothing left. That's all. That's the best I can <laughs> That's do. That's pretty good. I That's just like going Van de Eck overrated. And there's a 97.6% chance I pronounced that name wrong. Whoever, just put, wh- it out whoever there. put out that tweet. Laz. That's pretty damn good. It's pretty good. Like, it's so random. That That's the thing that makes this part. You want to go back to back with Laz? Because he sent two. <laughs> Since you brought it up. I love the joy in your voice when you said that. (laughs) Hypothetical. You arrive at LAX. Okay. The wait for your Uber is 15 minutes and the fare is $60. Okay, so Uber is 60 bucks, but I got to wait 15 minutes. The taxi line is less than two minutes. Your fare is $40. So I'm saving 20 bucks and And I'm saving time. And it's much quicker. Which one do you choose? But you got to ride in a cab. Yeah, it's a simple one. I'm in the taxi. Really? Oh, no question about it. Saving twenty bucks right there? You kidding me? Twenty bucks, but and I'm know, saving time. The, the 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 cab experience is noticeably different than an Uber experience. If I'm saving, if so. I'm saving twenty dollars and thirteen minutes of time, I'm also going out of my way to go on Yelp and give this specific taxi driver the greatest rating ever. I don't. <laughs> can you even rate taxis? You can just survive the ride. Is basically that's the win. In the uh, I'm, taxi. I'm going. I'm going taxi. Are All you right. not you waiting and spending more money? No, I think it's been. Get I think the I'd hell out of here. You're at LAX. I Let's think keep it moving. And then and that's the other thing. If I can get out of here a little keep quicker, keep it moving. All right, John writes: When your neighbor from across the street starts parking in front of your house, do you passive aggressively start parking in front of your own place, <laughs> leaving your driveway open so they can't do it anymore? I park my car there and I start. I stop taking my car. I'm Ubering. I'm Ubering to work. Moving forward, I'm sending a message. It's a power play here. It's a power move. Car's not going anywhere. And I'm buying two cones. I'm buying two cones to put them just the the length of my car. Nobody come even close to my car. I do like the power the power dynamics of neighborhood this street is parking. It's very important. By the way, that's that's a real thing. Of course it is, That's especially if you live in a more urban environment where oh, got parking got is even more scarce. That's I got a, a great big deal. Story. I got a great story. So there's where I live in the Silver Lake area. This hasn't happened in a long time. It's all street parking. There's a house that has to drive all houses, and then there's one little small apartment complex. So it's all street parking. I got a note on my car one time. Hey, FYI, you're parked in front of my house. 
Yeah, I know I'm parked in front of your house. <laughs> it's street parking. Didn't pay any, any any attention to it. Next time she saw me, now she approaches me. Hey, I park right here because her little her driveway is to the right of me, right? Okay. She has a little path to walk to the front door. She wants to park in front of her path to get directly to her front door, no, not three feet not in problem. front of me or three feet behind me. That's not your problem. I just smiled. I said, I understand, and I continue to park there. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Nothing. You handled that. Exactly. Hey, I, I, I hear what you're saying. Have a nice day. My car's if, staying right here. Here's the thing. If I have the option not to park there, I won't park there. But if that's the only spot. I I would drive around the block 68 times waiting for that spot to open just to park in front there, of your house. There, it's a real thing. Like parking in LA, just simple as that. It's, it's a pain in the ass. It no, no, really no. Is. People thinking that that street parking is theirs. Well, everybody's feelings are the most important yeah. thing. <laughs> Your feelings, unimportant. My feelings, the only thing that matters. She probably won that argument. I probably haven't parked there since. Here's another one. This, ooh, new name. Love this. Braden Dalton says. What does Slee do when he's walking down the sidewalk and a group of people walking shoulder to shoulder toward him don't make room to pass? <laughs> that's that's really good. That, this, this could be on a street. Yeah. This could be like in a Disneyland situation where there's people all over. Do you ever split the middle and just go right through the center? Well, <laughs> there's a certain distance you get to where all this is starting to be determined. <laughs> Think about this for a second. No, you see it coming, and there needs to be some eye contact. Like they can't have their head down and just pay attention that nobody else is walking. So first, you do like fifteen feet away. (laughs) You're supposed to make eye contact, and then you know everybody's kind of starting. The lanes are starting. Start picking your side. The lanes are starting to open up a little bit. Okay, I'm definitely the one that will create a lane if we're a group. Like let's say I'm walking with my girl, and we're taking and we're taking up. The just the walkway. Okay, I'm gonna go behind her, so then they have single space. file. Yeah, that's all good. We're, let's all kind of go. If they don't do that, yeah, I gotta be honest with you. I'm gonna wait for the the. You're gonna the, step onto the lawn or into the gutter? No, and let the, them go by. I'm gonna let the Red Sea part. <laughs> like they gotta give some space. So you gotta go through. Jason Levine, because weather so random. Hashtag Astley. How do you handle rain? Do you rock a hoodie? Pack an umbrella or offer <laughs> or offer himself bare and vulnerable to the elements. Bonus points for standing outside during the thunderstorm and screaming, is that all you got after each boom? <laughs> I'm not good at this. And this is LA in a nutshell. We park here at LA Live. Remember when we used to park right now we park right underneath the station. Remember we used to park in the other lot that's uh-huh. all the way down there? Yes. The one all the way down there. It didn't matter how many days in a row it rained. I never brought an umbrella. And my dumb, you know what, would just try like the Microsoft Theater. You're trying to get a little bit of shade as best as you can. And then I'm not a I'm not an umbrella guy because we don't use it often. So I just kind of go with the I'll throw a jacket on. All right. This is from Drew in L.A. Fall is here. Dude, a lot of weather talk today. This is exciting. It was driving before, and now we're going weather. <laughs> Fall is here. Does Alan Sliwa have long sleeves covering his hands as he clasps his coffee mug? 
<laughs> I love that one so much. <laughs> just now you're all cozy and you no. got, you don't want the, the mugs a little too hot to touch. So you, well, you whole cup it with your, the cuffs of your jacket. Actually, this is a perfect example. I'm wearing a jacket now. <laughs> I always got the sleeves up. Uh, it's What's fall weather for us? Is it really that cold? It's 65 instead of 75. <laughs> I mean, is it really that cold? <laughs> I, think, I just like to think of you using your sleeves as 100% I would drop that uh, that coffee mug <laughs> yeah, from trying to do it that way. That's a good point, too. Uh, Danny H. writes, does Slee use empty butter or sour cream containers as Tupperware? That No, those got to go. No, this is important, No, Slee. those have to go. This is important. Get him. There's certain things that you can use the container for, and I can't yeah. think of one off the top of my head, but not butter. Absolutely. No, sure you can. It's a perfect size to put things yes. in. Yes. Yes. And it and it goes right into your cabinets. It fits perfectly. <laughs> I could see you using a can of tuna after you're done opening <laughs> it. Washing it no, off. It smells bad. Washing man. it off and saying, No, this is perfect. <laughs> Throw some cereal in here. <laughs> no, for instance, let's say it's the sour cream container. You're done with the sour cream, right? You wash it. You clean it up, and that's a perfect little thing to throw like some chopped fruit in to bring to work. It's yep. a perfect little container. There's certain containers that you'll get at, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to think here, where they almost play like a Tupperware type of, trying to think of what, what restaurant. You go to a restaurant, something that you get. They'll give like, you the good ones. The deli is the best. Like they give you the salad and the little cups. Those are those are good. Get rice and whatever it is. Yeah. Like they'll put it in a Tupperware. Those are good. I, I haven't used the butter yet. I'm at Cheapskate, so I'm always going to go sour cream tub. That's, I, could uh, see, I could see both of <laughs> you guys cleaning out the milk jug and just like, yeah, no. <laughs> with I have Gatorade in here. <laughs> yeah. no, milk, no milk in this household. Don't you? <laughs> We're not doing that. All right, Daniel Tapia, when stuck in traffic, does sleep. The longest <laughs> ass sleep we've ever done, by the way. I told you we had good ones. When stuck in traffic, does Slee sing out loud like he's performing in a concert or low-key whisper under your breath? Low-key, windows up. <laughs> quiet. You're not a performer? Very quiet. Uh, you guys did a good job today. This, yeah, was, uh, this was very well done, Ashley. All right, so I got one for you, Slee. So you got to go to break. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad. You're going to hear it anyway. Um, so you were talking about Lady Slee earlier, Travis. So does Lady Slee even know that she's a part of this show? And does she listen to hear about it? She does not, which I think is what kind of adds to the allure. Like, I think that's what actually makes it good because she has no idea what's going on. Like, she might have a very, very – she's not going to be tuning into 710. She's not listening in the morning to Keyshawn and – to, like that's just not her thing. She's not her a sports loss. thing at all. <laughs> there are times earlier this week, she's like, uh, "Hey, um, I thought you were on. You weren't on." <laughs> I'm like, "Well, because eleven ten. Like, imagine me trying to explain to her. Well, we got the Rams pregame going on, so then we get moved to eleven ten. She has no idea what I'm. Be talking honest. About. Yeah. Does she know my name? Oh yeah, she does. She does. Actually, okay. perfect example. Yesterday, you were doing the pre around four. We're running uh -huh. around a couple errands, errands, and she said, "That's trap." Oh, she okay. She knew. All right, yeah. so we're we're making progress. Yeah, How would she, she feel if you, if she was if she knew she was Lady Sleep? It's respectful. Yeah, yeah I think I, so. I, yeah. I like it. I think yeah. it's a great nickname. I don't think she would mind at all, and it's kind of a funny dynamic because we tell examples. I think I was telling this a week ago or so. I was telling a story about how I watched The Voice one time with her, right? One time, and I and I complimented it. I'm like, this is a good show. Which, by the way, it's a good show. But then the next day it was, hey, let me know. Let's watch The Voice. And I'm like, no, that's not how it's supposed to be. Like, <laughs> I don't want this to be part of the schedule. I just want to randomly be able to walk in and out of it. I don't need to know that it's live. You're going to be coming in here on Monday with uh, sharp opinions on that animated dancing thing that's on Fox where they, <laughs> they, they use avatars instead of real people. Hey, Al, did you watch any of the games this weekend? I couldn't, man. We had The Voice. We had... 
Ariana Grande. She was all over it this weekend on The Voice. She was absolutely. How did Bueller last do? Last one. Last one. What did? If have you ever just fallen into calling her Lady Slee at some point? Like you're just doing something. You're doing the dishes together. And you're like, hey, Lady Slee, I need a something. What do you guys think? No. No. Yeah. Oh God, you should just do yeah. it once and see what drop, she does. Just see her, her respond. Hey, uh, okay, ladies, this weekend. Ladies. This weekend. First I'll, of all, I'll drop, her uh, name's not Slee. Right. That's, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that's very awkward. It's like, it's like she's a female Lady who Slee. dates someone named Sliwa, but she's not your wife. <laughs> just do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, just, just one time. She probably would think you're talking to somebody else. She'll she'll probably, no she probably no third idea person. Literally, she won't even stop. She'll just keep doing what she's doing. She's like, yeah, this guy's an idiot. All right, Dodgers getting ready for Game One of the National League Division Series tonight up in San Francisco. How does Dave Roberts put this together, Al? Does he do it like he did it a couple of nights ago, or do you kind of experiment a little bit here in Game 1? That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN.